Hello and welcome to 304 BB Hits. Jim in the Mountain. This is Slim Red. Hashtag Rachel Moy. And you are listening to Coffee Scream with the Sour Patch Sisters. Um, and we are kind of doing a little bit of research. A little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> well, we've been following some few things, um, but we're just kind of touching base on that. Um, like Rachel has been following cats and dogs. <laughs> well, your pets experience, um, particularly dogs, because you form such a close relationship. Uh, they're not called man's best friend for no reason. Right. Well, that's a double negative. They aren't called man's best friend for no reason. Um, so, <clears throat> they experience high levels of stress and anxiety when you leave. Um, they, under extreme measures of stress, vocalize it, whimpering, crying, and things like that when you leave. But they can also pant excessively. Um, their heart rate increases. Uh, their stress level and hormones increase. So, uh... They literally go into a panic when you leave and you don't understand the concept of time or that you're not, you're coming back and it's not going to be forever. They have Xanax for dogs. <laughs> they do. They have doggy Xanax because there are some dogs. Um, they say that most dogs, uh, the first hour is the hardest. And then, <laughs> and then after that, most of them calm down. But there are some dogs that just stay in that state of panic the whole time you're gone. Um, for me, I think that would probably be, or I would say that's probably little dogs, lap dogs. Uh, they seem to be the most skittish, skittish and nervous and experience the most anxiety. Um, as opposed to bigger breeds. Um, but yeah, mom's miniature picture, Peely, he tried to dig his way yeah, out of the house yeah. repeatedly. It was a huge problem. He was used to going places too. <laughs> yeah, and that's why they're called black dogs because you're supposed to take them with you everywhere because they are such nervous little creatures. <laughs> they just stay in that state of panic, which is very unhealthy for the dog too mm-hmm. you know that causes heart issues and, <laughs> and all kinds of things so um yeah they really do feel like it's the end of the world when we leave poor <laughs> things <laughs> um there's that cartoon pets right that even came when out. we go to the bathroom sorry but even when we go to the bathroom they think that we're leaving them forever like when we shut that door we're gone do you think dogs prior to the year 2000s, um, on average, behave that way? Uh, what do you mean? Because I've seen people sticking binkies in their dog's mouth, oh, like treating them like a person. They got Easter egg hunts for dogs. Easter egg hunts, yo. Easter egg hunts. They got gifts. They got, like, you know, everything that a child does they've replaced literally some people when we talk about you yeah um, with it to the fact where your dog couldn't even protect you i'm talking like big dogs like boxers pits baby and shepherds um i think that it's become a trend to to treat your dog like a human uh or more like a child than a dog people who decided not to have children to have children yeah and it's and they are very childlike which is 
I'm not gonna lie, I was never a dog person. Are they childlike, or do we create them to be childlike? That no, like um, a that's just question. that's my own because I remember opinion. dogs being in the backyard <clears throat> acting like a dog, like Una does to a degree. Um, well, that's just my personal opinion. When I see ch- like children, it doesn't mean you can't tie them up for a couple hours and they'll be fine. Uh, these people, you can't tie these dogs. Um, well, yeah, they would go into a panic they, attack like, because they had to have yeah, to get used these to it. You better but, put some um, clothes on them. And she did the same thing. She's not a tie-up type of dog. She freaks out, and but she does have freedom here. Right. Uh, but I think that they are more like children as opposed to cats, for instance. Cats are more independent. You, you can leave a cat. Al- yeah, you could leave a cat alone, and they'll be just fine without you, um, no matter how they were brought up, or no matter you know what I mean. They will adapt, and they can adapt quickly, and they still have that very primal instinct. Not saying that dogs. Well, some breeds of dogs have lost that too. Uh, That's what I mean. Did what? Do you think they've changed prior to this new era of treating your dog like well, a person in the twenty first century? That. Quickly. Like I you had a few <laughs> weirdos, like your cat ladies with their dogs, but you didn't have everybody engaging in this dog that's, lo- that's behavior. That's what I mean. It's a whole trend. But um, I think that... Una's <laughs> weighing in here. Um, I think that... Yeah. <clears throat> I think that it's become a trend, and I think that um, they have lost it. A little bit, but I don't think that it, it has been in such a short period of time that it was over the past couple of decades even. It's been over um, centuries of domesticating these animals. They've been domesticated for us longer than cats um, and therefore adapted to people longer. Domesticated animals. Yeah, yeah. Um, longer than, than cats. Anything. But dogs but, were used like mm. mules and stuff. Well, we pretty much bred the wolf out of them. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's where, that's where the... The we also got is. a bunch of stupid breeds that don't make any sense anymore. Yeah, and we also have a lot of... Mi- yeah, there's not a whole... There's, pu- I mean, purebreds aren't even really pure anymore. There's only like eight purebred dogs left in the whole really? world. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and, and... Is Doberman one of them? No, it was... Um, there were a few I recognized, like Chihuahua, or um, not Chow Chow, okay. but um, there there weren't any that we, is there all four? Uh, or no, um, yeah, a lot of them are foreign, yeah, a lot of them are foreign, and there are only a few that I recognized. I'm trying to uh, give you more examples than that, but, um, like in Australia, yeah, they were dogs that I didn't, um, that I wasn't real familiar with. But, um, I'm sure they're expensive. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, a lot of them were China, mm-hmm. uh, and then, um, Like the Minute or something? I don't even know. I don't even China. China. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why like I'm like a chow. That's why I was wondering. It looks like a chow chow. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of, a lot of breeds, but I think that, I think that cats... I think they're way more independent than dogs, and that, I I remember in my youth, I never wanted a dog because I always thought they were too much like children, too much attention, too much work, Uh, it was just too much, I mean, a dog, it takes how much, I mean, look at how fast, we litter trained a blind kitten within two weeks of her life, but dogs are so, it requires so much more to train them, um, 
and it's just, uh, and that's another example too. I'm not saying that. I mean, now I'm sure cats, you know, like they don't learn the tricks like dogs. There's some of them that get it, and some of them that don't. Yeah, it just depends on the animal too. But I mean, yeah. overall, in general, some um, are just. I was great. I was reading that because of munchies, uh, feral cats, and uh, non. Like yeah, some of, that, yeah, some, some are still born have that very weird, that, wide, right. wild It doesn't instinct, matter. Like the chihuahuas, some are born scared and some are born friendly. And it will stay in that bloodline or those markers in that DNA yeah. and be passed on, yeah, you know, definitely. like aggression markers. Uh, or but the, even uh, you've seen the difference markers. between munchies and her children. Oh, yeah, too. because they're... Um, so, but that's... They uh, don't behave anything like anything, her. And she was raised the same. had them at, they had from her birth. when her eyes were opening. But See, she I was born outside and shit. Yeah. Well, she had just got... She, we had to feed her I remember milk she had the affection in yeah. her eyes. We had to give her like a little bottle thing yeah. for a second, just for a little second. But it could be because she was malnourished. Well, look at Blue Cat. I never let her outside, and she was still pretty just skid- yeah, skid- she was wild. And wild, yeah. Wild. Um, so. And dogs don't necessarily have that. It's been proven. There are some breeds more towards the wolf line. That well. They say, but, yeah, they say their brains outgrow their skull. That's a myth. Um, there's no way that could happen the without their brains Some of them are, they're temperamental. Cause they, but I think that, I'm sorry, I didn't even realize. Because you were using your hands, I didn't uh, know. The, I was saying, I don't think that uh, their brain outgrowing their skull is even anatomically no, I know. Uh, possible without the brain swelling and causing some kind of physical problem. That's what they um, said, and then their aggression. But it is like this, like if you don't breathe There them, are dogs like the males, Dalmatians. Oh, they're mean. They're naturally, they're naturally mean. schizophrenic. And then um, chow chows are naturally psychotic. Uh, we had an uncle who had a chow chow farm. Yeah. Uncle George. Mm. He lived to be in his 90s. He was from Czechoslovakia. And they spoke the old language and shit. You never got... Did you meet him? I did. I got to see the Chow Chow form. They were yeah. gorgeous, but they were kind of intimidating. There's a lot of Chow They looked like a bunch of little bears. Yeah. And they were in cages. <laughs> and he had the blue ones. He finally... He had them for years. Years and years. He finally got a one. Yeah, one of them that he had had for like a decade. Yeah. Just out of the sudden, from um, out of the blue, attacked him from behind. And he, has, he had scars on his back. He must have did something to the dog. If it well, waited and got him from behind. behind like there's, I don't there's, know. Some dogs You know, just, you talk about smart dogs all the time. Like well, yeah, but some dogs are, like I said, psychotic. Just that instant of snapping and, and turning I think it's on you after a aggression, like a person. Uh, well, that's why I said naturally psychotic, naturally prone to instance, in, incidents like that. Like the tiger so, with that one famous guy. Um, but the only reason he even didn't get as messed up as he would have was the way he got this dog off of him. He uh, he had to grab it by its nuts and, and right, squeeze right. to get it to uh, stop attacking him. It had his him. arm. Yeah, so... He was an old-ass man. He was an older man by that point. That's not why he died. He was just old when he finally died. Yeah. He almost made it to 100, man. I swear. I think he was like 98. He was close. He was definitely close. And he had like 100 wives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he would go to Czechoslovakia and get a wife. He didn't like American women. Mm-hmm. He kept it in kept it his bloodline brutal. <coughs> I don't know who his kids are. Like, I can't remember, but that's extended family. Yeah. Yeah, I think the dickishes. Yeah. 
They see it in black and cats see in black and white. Cat, cat, no, I don't. It's not that they see in black and white. They have more of the. I can't remember if it's the cones that are more blackish or whatever, and the rods are the color. I just know they have more of the darker ones than they do they, the yeah, lighter they ones because they're always too. tripping. Like they have the same kind yeah. of chemicals used in our LSD. Yeah, effect. they do have. Yeah. So, um, dogs see in a world of odors. Uh, you can tell. <laughs> Definitely. And they like go for your crush every time. <laughs> Don't matter if it's bleeding or not. Just yeah. bam. And then their skull shape, uh, it also determines their vision. The smushy, flat-faced dogs, they have short eyes. Yeah. They, they, they can only see closer up as opposed mm-hmm. to far away. And then the longer your dog's snout is... Um, the further away like that they can see, yeah, it's it's like a cone. Uh, well, you could say that the flat-faced dogs see in a circle closer, and then the um, uh, long-range dogs see more in a cone well, you think longer of a long away. Sniper gun. Um, yeah, exactly. Same principle <laughs> that their snout is pretty much the the, the scope or the yeah, line of sight. So um, neat. It, neat. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I didn't know it was a skull shape. I and thought it was like a snout thing. But it is when you said it that, is I found the, the little is flat in their dog's skull shape. Uh, yeah, but those bug eyes, big yeah. ass eyes, always watery. face dogs. And then their uh, their whiskers are for, uh, because the dogs that see further away, they don't have very good close-up vision. And that's what their whiskers are, and are for sensors. And that's cats, too. They don't see up close very well. And that's what their whiskers are for, for sensory, for up-close action. Um, even when they take down their prey, they use they have um, whiskers on their arms that you didn't even like further up on their arms that you wouldn't have noticed that are yeah. whiskers for sense sensory re- yeah cats for sensory reasons Neat. and then um, even on their paws. is that why they kick like that yeah, that's, so fast yeah. like it's so fast um, and instant like they know you're there you can't fight uh, them out cats they have uh, a mile to two mile. Uh, I think some even go up to five mile uh, radius or territory specific course. Yeah, territory that they go every day that they walk. That's what um, I'm and that, Yeah, and that your cat could even make friends that you're not aware of in the neighborhood. Yes, that might yeah, we had we talked about that. Um, and then huh, yeah, the cat's cats, cute. They have that flat kind of like the principle of a flying squirrel. And we see that. Spread out when, when Ginger attacked Una at my house. Remember? Well, yeah, that too. That they I look like a flying squirrel. Uh, well, I'm. I meant when they fall, like that flap of skin yeah. is what stops them from falling so fast. It made him soar through the air <laughs> onto the side of your dog. Yeah, Ginger attacked my my dog. I think um, a lot of or most animals try to make themselves appear bigger to yeah, intimidate whatever they're they fluffy out, out <laughs> and like like soared over and fluff He's so thick. <laughs> He's like I had one pulling his back. He was like a little tiny dog with muscles. Like ah, so thick. He jumped out. Um, they're pissing me off because one second they're in, then they're out, and then and then it's so funny about personality because cats and dogs, certain animals you raise. Um, any that become domesticated as a pet have like different personalities, mm-hmm. and you always have one that's really talkative sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I had. I've uh, seen talkative dogs, and I have a talkative cat. Yeah, I've I've had talkative cats. Gabe, he he lost his meow there towards the end. He talked so, <laughs> so much. much. It's like it's like what the hell? And they're like, and it, like he used to have long howls, like you're not listening. And then it became so like raspy and scratchy and broken up towards the end. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> silly dog. Yeah, cat. I mean, he lost his voice. His squeaker. His squeaker was going bad. Sometimes they talk better than the damn bird. Oh, I know the chirp. They can do that to um, try to catch their prey or trick their prey. Chat chirpy. Chirps. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you about Lucy, the new bird, and Ginger this morning. So I come out of the best ba- bedroom. Ugh, I can't talk. I come out of the bedroom. And her cage is at the end in the living room there, you know. So, um, the cat is on the floor. She's on a door. He's batting her on her beak, and she's biting his paw. But it was so calm. Like, you know, like he was testing it, and the bird just kept getting it. And when I came, he just, like, hung her down, and then, like, you know. And I was like, get out. And, I, like, she's just looking at me like, what, what, the bird? Why can't I play? He's like, no, he's trying to eat you. <laughs> He's going to knock you. He's going to see how far he could go luring you in with his little paw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, his claws wasn't out, but he was... See, Bubba and his youth, he Bubba got hurts. a couple of the, mm-hmm. of the cats. I remember Attila, he was, um, he wasn't messing with him that day. <laughs> Bubba just waited for his opportunity. See? Uh, like... I walked into the kitchen, and, and Attila just, like, he see me and got up and was rubbing. He was laying beside the cage in the windowsill, and Mom had all her plants in the kitchen. Uh, and <laughs> Attila got up and was, like, rubbing up against his cage, like, come over and pet me. Yeah. <laughs> and Bubba just got him, got right by his ear, a whole chunk of his flesh and fur. And um, Attila, <laughs> Attila had a scar. The, the rest of his life from the, yeah. on his head from where Bubba got his ass. But Attila was like, even as a big cat, he never gave up. He no. was always wanting After. that bird. It was like um, Sylvester and so Tweety. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, I remember one day he, his big ass had knocked over the entire cage. And <laughs> I remember yeah, that. Yeah, and when he's like trying to get him. Yeah, it was loud and disruptive. <laughs> And Bubba, he actually got a hold of his toe, I think, that time. And I remember... <laughs> so that's how Solo is. Ginger will lay with Bubba now, because I think he realizes that Bubba will get him. It's a little different than outside birds. Or getting the snakes, because they love snakes. They bring yeah. snakes in all the time. They have one the other day. <laughs> Crystal's like, I'm going to take it home. It was a little racer. <laughs> and you always have to distract Solo, because that's who brings them. Um... Because he'll go back, he'll snip it the fuck out and yeah. get it. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, he just catches it. He catches He's a hunter. Yeah. <coughs> That's funny. Yeah, but he does. He's just like that. He doesn't give up on Bubba. He snatched Bubba out of the air before. Oh man, he used to bring us gifts. Mom fought him over a mole one time. <laughs> yeah. I remember feeling so bad for both animals. Bought him over. Like, I was so sad for my cat because he had bought us a present. Yeah, he was so proud of his, uh, his feet. And, like, here, I brought you this present. Play with it with me. 
<laughs> and then mom's like, oh my god, you're killing this mole. It's bleeding. I'm like eight years old. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. <laughs> we thought it was dead until, <laughs> mm-hmm. until he put it down and it was moving. So mom fought him over this mole <laughs> that had teeth marks and it was going to die it's anyway. Die. <laughs> yeah, it's done. And she let it go. <laughs> I think the craziest thing was Sam's cat kept bringing in the fucking chipmunks. And we would have to run around her house. No, they weren't dead. He would just let them free in the house. And play with them. I don't know if he was playing We never knew what he was going to do with them because we always got them. Yeah. I don't know if he slid some in there or not. Satan? Yeah. I don't know if he slid some in there or not. He was bad. Like, you're right. I think he was going to hunt them later. (laughs) But there's at least three that I remember getting out of her house. I remember um, in my younger days when mom was at work. Mom was at work. He sat on the porch with his pride and his present yes. until mom got home. He realized what he had done. <laughs> that wasn't letting him in the house to chase no road and around. I, I was half dead or fighting like mom did. I was like, I'm sorry. I love you too. You can just sit there. <laughs> I've watched birds. Remember Cody? The birds chased, like fucked her up. They all fought together out of the tree to get her out of the tree. Get her. <laughs> go, go, go. That was funny. We didn't have cell phone cameras back then. <laughs> But that was something. I remember Cody, one of my favorite memories of that cat was when, um, when she had, she had just had a litter of kittens and Brandon brought his dog Nico. Oh yeah. (laughs) And this bitch, right. We were all standing there talking and Nico was on a chain. Like there was no reason for her ass to come outside of her house to do this. (laughs) And we were all standing outside. <laughs> and this bitch. people had nightmares from the cat. I forgot. <laughs> this bitch runs out the house. Sorry for my language. But she runs out of the house, smacks the dog, like, the, and it's a big pit bull, a full-grown pit bull and to yeah. a little tiny calico cat. And she runs out the house. Smacks I think it, it's like a bull mastiff dog. No, Nico was okay. Bull. Okay, um, she was white. Yeah, uh, but um, she <laughs> smacks it like three times in <laughs> yes. the face, and then runs up the tree and jumps onto the road. <laughs> and the dog went up the tree. <laughs> the dog, yeah, broke free from <laughs> and tried to go up the tree after the cat. <laughs> and she was just sitting on the porch, like, ha ha. Remember, on the porch she wouldn't row. let people come in the house. Yeah. Well, I thought that people- was Japan. No, Japan was earlier. She just kept shitting on Felicity's bed. No, she would attack me when I came around the fridge. Yeah, it was Cody that, it was Cody that sat there. Corey, she got, Corey, she got Nick all the time. Okay, she never got me. She got the dogs all the time. AJ's dogs all the time. But I remember Japan attacking me. Me and Japan. We didn't have Japan very long. We just had her right before the um, incident. I remember you couldn't even pet her. Yeah, she stayed in Felicity's room under the shit all the time. Yeah. She didn't come out to nobody. And Oscar, Oscar was with Cody. So yeah. Japan was way on before you even moved in or anything. It's before I was even pregnant. With well, no, but I do remember yeah. Japan. Yeah. Well, and she, I remember. I think Japan came with me from maybe I had her for like I had her for a split second, but she came. We were just moving into that place. Mm-hmm. I remember spending. She was her. crazy. She was crazy. She was crazy. That's why we named her Japan. (laughs) 
she had, we had, I had a love-hate relationship mm-hmm. with that cat. That's <laughs> because you would stay back in the bedroom. Well, no, she, I remember her ass in the kitchen. She always got me. That bitch would wait for me, okay? She would sit on the opposite side of the fridge, and I would come up the stairs and go around the fridge, and she'd attack my feet and <laughs> run back to the bedroom, and I would be, tri- I would trip over her. <laughs> Oh, man, you remember when I shut that kitten in the refrigerator door? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. The fuzzy little cute gray one, it followed me everywhere. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, it's so bad. And plus, they kept playing with them like they were little dolls because she was, like, oh, four. Oh, I remember her accidentally. They did all kinds of shit. Yeah, we, uh, man. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> kids and animals. Cats, that's like, cats are the best to torture. Cause they can, I, like, some cats just let you do it. Like, yeah. that's what Matt's like, I can't believe. Oh, will mess you Yeah. Up. Like, you like, can just fling Ginger over his shoulder and just go wherever. Do you remember <laughs> that tabby cat I had up on the hill? Tinkerbell? Mm-hmm. Um, and Zenny. Bronson. Ooh, remember when she broke her leg? Because he threw her up she in was the an air. Cat. Yeah, he threw her up in the air to see if she would twist in midair and land on her feet. And um, she she landed on her hip. Do you remember the people that ate our cats? No. That ate the kittens. The hillbilly no. people. The lady rubbed snuff. Mom gave him a whole litter of kittens. No, she didn't tell me. <sighs> Do you what? remember the lady we gave the whole litter of kittens no. to from down the street? No, I don't. Do you the redheaded people that live down the street? Out in Colfax? No, up on the hill. Oh, there was I the don't people remember. up on the hill. No, I don't remember. We gave a mom cat and a bunch of kittens to this whole family. My up on the hill memories was just you running. You were little. I was just running. I was like 12 and 13. Yeah. So I was like, if you were that old, I'd have been like 7. Okay. Go ahead. Redheaded right lady down the street. Well, she had some family that was from out in somewhere fucking BFE of West Virginia. I want to call mom again and ask her. <laughs> I will after the show, but I swear to you, viewers or listeners, that and Rachel, yeah, they ate the cats. Cats. Mom gave our kittens to Hilljacks down the road. I just remember she rubbed snuff. The kittens. That is horrible. Doesn't sound like oh, that. Let me call mom. We didn't know they were gonna eat the kittens. Like, okay. I remember, maybe this is the Mandela effect. <laughs> I remember us. Remember when our wait, our rats, my Calista and Calista. Well, Calista, uh, Shiloh, Shiloh was mine. Shiloh, Calista. Yeah, and Calista was yours. And um, the wild rat got in and raped them through the cage. Well, and Shiloh, Shiloh, um, Shiloh. Sorry. Ate Kalisto. That was later on. No, and then that wild rat broke in because I switched her to the ferret cage and screwed her. And mom had to catch him with the glue. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't know the babies were getting out of the cage. Yeah, because that's why they could fit because it was a ferret cage. Yeah, and some <laughs> of them still didn't have their eyes open. No. They were hopping. Yeah, um, that was crazy. Yeah, Kaliso died when they were still in the aquarium type style. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's because I think she got an eye infection. Remember when her tail got ripped off? Like, she just was too... She just got fucked up all the time. Do you remember when her tail got taken off? 
necessarily, I know that if they feel threatened and you take them out by the tail, they'll drop it. No, that's a lizard. Do, the tail, I mean, they regrow their tails too. I know that. Well, she sort of, it was like the skin came off of the bone was there. Oh, that's different. Like, mm -hmm. I forget, I think it was mom or me, was it grabber she was trying to get out and pull it. It wasn't me, I don't believe, so I was a bitch about it. And then she kept getting an eye infection. Mm -hmm. But she was left for a lot of years. Diddy, stop calling me. <laughs> so interrupted. Yes, no, anyway. Yes. That's an unbelievable story, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I just remember she, she, we thought that they were rats in the wild because they were so big, so yeah. fast, because they were a mix of jumbo rat and regular rat. Yeah, she was and, fat. She uh, was huge. Yeah, Shiloh was huge. And then, um, Mom ended up giving them to the neighbor to feed to a snake, didn't she? Or something like that? Um, I know that the neighbor dude, Dave, shot him some. Shot oh, a couple. Okay. Shot a couple, killed a couple because yeah. we thought they and were wild. Yeah, rats. right. And then we realized that where they were coming. They were the babies. Because I was in and out. I had already turned 18. Yeah. And I feel bad. They kind of starved to death, too, because Mom went go in there and take care of them. Or evil, evil, evil pet doers. I had a whole shitload, yeah. And mice. Sam would shoot the mice for pleasure. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was a little 22. Um, little 22. That's why she'd be pretty. Um, <laughs> I knew it. That's what I said. I said she's. I wouldn't doubt that she did it, but I'm, I'm support her. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I can't testify to that, but it's not surprising. Her behavior was serial killery. <laughs> yep, early makings of a serial But I love her, she's my bestie. I love you, Sam. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Where the rats will take you. <laughs> <clears throat> we have some odd pets. What about the freaking possum breaking in? Uh, well, that was... Yeah, that, I, I think you were already out of the house Yeah, then. that was just living in the uh, wild, living out in the living country. Out the yeah. yeah, I remember Dad was a truck driver by that, that time, and I was sleeping screen. with Mom. I was about eight years old. It was just me and her, and uh, I woke up, I heard something rustling in the closet, and that's what woke me up, and I woke up, and I, there was the touch lamp that you could touch and turn on, so I touched it. And I see this little bitty red eyes <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> Yikes! I screamed. I felt like I was in a bad dream I couldn't wake up from. I screamed and jumped off the bed and left mom in the bedroom <laughs> with the possum. <laughs> so uh, we got these traps and from the DNR uh, without killing them. <laughs> they go in, but they can't the come cage. out one. Yeah, they go in one, and then both sides flip. Like you see, is yeah. you open both sides. They go in. There's the center that sets off the trap with the food, and then both sides closes. Right. Uh, the humane way to do it without killing them. So, 
And the DNR told us we had to take each one a mile away from our home where they could navigate and find their way back no matter which direction <laughs> we took them. So, and this possum, she had her babies in my mom's bedroom closet. And we didn't know. We thought it was just the one possum until the babies emerged a little bit later. So we had to, <laughs> so we had to catch three of the babies, too. Now, the first two were so really... So they were momless for a while. For a while, yeah. So the first two... No wonder they wandered out. Yeah. The first, well, we didn't know. I know. The first two were very wild. I caught them with tuna fish on crackers. <laughs> and... <laughs> and... Um, I remember the last one we caught was so nice and I don't know I was young so I wasn't thinking about the dangers of being friendly with a possum so <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could have got it some shots yeah I could have ended yeah so um, but he was so friendly I, I could pet him I could handle him I wanted to keep him as a pet mom wouldn't let me the night she chose to let him go it was stormy and I was so mad because he was the nicest one we took him um, down past the community center and across the bridge, and she pulled off onto that road. And um, <laughs> he, she was like trying to shake him out the cage, and he was hanging off the oh, deer light. He had weaved his little tail through Aww. the um, through the hole, the cages, the cage holes. And she's, I was like, Mom, can we please just keep him? He's so nice, please. And she's like, she looks at me, and she says, If I don't get him out with this last wing, we can take him home. So she swings it back, like a baseball bat, all the way back behind her, <laughs> and swings as hard as she could. <laughs> and this little guy flew, like, ten feet and took off running through the rain. Aww. I felt like I was in the middle of the fox and the hound, but yeah. she let it go in the middle of the rainstorm. I'm, like, standing there crying, like, oh. I love that movie. <laughs> I did. Um, but, yeah... So, that's my possum story. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you get when you live in the country. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what else do we have? We have, um, so, there's Jamstech. That's an anagram. It's a group of <coughs> Sorry. A group in Japan plans to drill 3.7 miles of oceanic crust to reach the mantle for the first time ever. Um, now, right now, funding uh, is the issue, which has always been the issues with this endeavor in the past. Um, projected to start uh, between 2020 and 2030, if everything goes right. Um, now, there... Under, they're considering a few different locations for this. Um, off the coast of Hawaii, off of the coast of Mexico, and off of the coast of uh, Costa Rica are currently under consideration. Well, what are they drilling for? Um, to reach the mantle. Just to see? Just, yeah, they want to, um, well, they want to be able to get to the tectonic plates. There's a couple, what? yeah, there's a couple unclear things that we're not quite sure, sure of. of. Yeah. 
and they also and also to, to further their knowledge of how our planet works and how it was formed. Moves our so let's just create our own geographical location. Um, but funding is the problem. It costs so much money. But they think that we're going to be able to have, and also technology. How, we we didn't ocean? have. Does it go? Um, well, Does it? That, they want to plant, they want to drill 3.7 miles of oceanic crust to reach the mantle. They're going through the oceanic crust instead of the continental crust because it's considerably thinner than the continental crust. So um, <clears throat> the deepest we've made it uh, ever before this would have been the Kola Super Hole, super deep borehole reached. Um, 12,262 meters or 40,000 over 40,000 feet but um, backed off in 2008 because of a lack of funding from that uh, so I thought that that was Man, there's so many private people doing so many private things. So many things. different things in so many different directions and even this is it, I mean it's all in the the pursuit Yay. of better understanding how our Earth formed and life as we know it, pretty much. We're literally mad. We're trying to get to the answer of life itself. The fountain of youth. Yes. It's like Hitler running around looking for fucking treasures. Probably <laughs> <laughs> um, the golden fleece of Jason. <laughs> oh, and we also found out that the um, the 7,000-year-old legend of the Aboriginal people, the Goo Goo Bad Hun. The Aborigines? Um, yeah, of Australia, northeastern Australia. Yeah. Uh, that they we first documented it in the 1970s. An elder told uh, a, man, a, a researcher of the legend... Um, they say that a great explosion rocked the whole land in a crater form. The land was on fire, mm-hmm. and the uh, it suffered. Mm-hmm. So we have actually been able to prove that this did happen. Um, it isn't now. Australia isn't actively uh, volcanic anymore, but they believe that a 34-mile-long lava flow took place 7,000 years ago. Well, possibly in the Continental Divide, when Australia was moved up, where it had originated from was, um, I can't picture Pangea in my head right this second, but depending on if they have come up with a timeline, it could have occurred at that point, so lava would have flowed, and then as it had drifted, you know what I'm saying, Continental Drift. You know what I'm talking about, Pangea? Yeah, but I think that was older, a lot older than what they're saying. Here. Yeah. Well, the Aborigines can be traced back to one of the earlier Oh, yeah, I know. Pangea, Africa and there was, was one, the right. Pangea and, and Them and from. the ones deep in India, for some reason, have the oldest DNA structure that isn't. Some of them aren't even linked to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. So, um, that's just profound on itself. Oh, I know. That's, that's interesting, for sure. Um, but the story had been told for 230 generations. Maybe it was a meteorite. And um, we have proved it. 
Yeah. The saddest thing I learned about um, the Aborigine or Australia was when the white man first started coming in. It was um, like almost cowboy type people. It was very um, 18th century, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It was weird. Because it, their drawings on their cave show modern men, you know, because that's they were continuing in all of their traditions of telling. And that's when they started taking over and modernizing it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe when they first started dropping people off in Australia, it was for prison. I'm not sure. I've heard that before, but I don't know if that's a myth or what have you. But they have kick-ass war films. And that would make sense to as to Australia's um, attitude. They don't, you know what I mean? They're very, I don't care, you know, nothing bothers me and nothing could stop me, exuberant, um, and cuss, you know, cussing, outlawish type, kind of like Texas is here, the Texas of the world. (laughs) Yeah, outlaws, that would make sense in my mind if that is what it is. If not, oh well. Yeah, well, I mean, think about <laughs> us. We come from a long line of outlaws from the Ford and the mm-hmm. Cole Younger gang and, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. DD Mid, stop messaging me. Stop it. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> All right. Um... Since we're on ancient discoveries, um, have you heard of that island that keeps that there's a count of being and isn't? It's like um, Achilles. No, I have not. Hold on. I will find it. It's pretty <laughs> interesting. I have to get past the flat Earth research here. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> The Wait till we start talking about that, because that is, we have to research that a little bit more, so I don't get, you know, whatever. Mystical Island of, yeah, Antilia. In 1510, um, it's been on a bunch of different maps, right, and um, it just keeps disappearing and reappearing. Some people have it, but we can't be able to find it. It's neat. Where's the rest of it? I guess it's all about Yeah, but it's pretty neat. I was just wondering if you had ever heard of it. No, I haven't. But it's neat. Yeah. I want to say that I thought I wrote down that, whatchamacallit, um, Oh, she must want in. Anyway, skip over that. There's this island that keeps disappearing and reappearing. And I'm pretty sure I wrote all that crap down. Let's talk about the flat earthers. So are you ready for that? Yeah. Okay, so the flat earth. As above, so below. Basically, what they say is that they want to um, literally 
pretty much everything described the Bible scientifically. Right. It's a myth. And just everything is a hoax. Fabrication or a hoax. Everything. (laughs) Everything is a hoax. Uh, NASA is faking it. Now I understand why they say all the things that they say in some of these groups that I'm in, because I'm trying to understand it. Um,. Alright, so the Bible in Genesis describes the world being built with the four corners of the earth. Um, water below, water above, so they say. Christian based. Christian. Very, very ancient. So much that in Chicago was a little community of Zion that was created in the nineteen early 1900s all the way until the 1950s, 1956. And um, they were like Okay, we're going to have our own police, we're going to have our own, um, everything. Pretty much the then they, Like, right. So they, um, had everything that they needed, their own police, they would go around, um, fucking people up. Just think of the Vatican. <laughs> so, like, if you disagreed, they were real conservative and ancient, more or less like the Old Testament is what they had went by, more so than, um... The New Testament in America, right? So then, um, after the 50s, they that guy had passed it down to another, I think his name was Johnson, but he um, upgraded it. They kind of did away with... 50s, is that 1950 or 18? 19. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I seen eighteen. Yeah, it's written down, so I wasn't sure. Okay, so nineteen fifties, and they came up with the international um, international flat Earth Society. Oh God! International <laughs> flat Earth Society. Shelton. Uh, Shelton <laughs> claimed that space programs were fake. This is when they started saying that because they didn't want to admit that NASA the um, that the Earth was truly a plane. And he died in 1971. They're not selling people tickets to, right. to okay. Mars. Then They're here selling comes, tickets to a virtual reality. Right. The so then up. comes Johnson, so. all right, after 1971. This is who I just mentioned a minute ago. And he came up with all this news. And this is still circulating. He also had this figure. He says that the sun is 32 miles in the moon in diameter. So that makes it 4,000 miles away from us. Only 4,000 miles. It's like a simulator. <laughs> I ain't lying. We're in the Matrix. It's supposed to be like yeah. a simulator, right? So, and then when they're, they think of gravity as mystical or occult. Wait, wait, wait. And all space, I'm not lying. Hold and on. they say that this is true because their symbol with the little leafy thing in the world right there of the, of the <coughs> flat earth, earth symbol is on the United Nations flags, Right? They stole it. So that guy died in 2001. So here steps in 2015. So instead, they, he went from the net, from NASA being um, Trixie to the Freemasons and NASA. And now there are all these satanic uh, different societies that we've been reading about. So it all kind of originated from these flat earth people. And the hollow earth people. There's hollow earth too. Like uh, the... Uh, journey, journey to the right, and they center of the earth. Center of the earth. Now yeah. it really popped up with the hollow shit after that. Jules Verne wrote that in 1864. Then this one guy named John popped in, 
and said the earth is hollow and has all these different shells. Each shell has a life. Like the Indians that believe we ascended through, what is that, the hockey? Different yeah. levels. Um, for those of you having trouble to imagine this, if you're not familiar with Journey to the Center of the Earth, maybe you have children, Ice Age 3, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, like the theory of like a world below, a world within a world, or um, different layers, different, uh, different worlds. There's another theory. The square world. Oh man, I've never heard of that. Okay, that's the inverted soup bowl. Remember in I'm serious. Remember in Pirates of the Caribbean how um, he flipped the boat on horizon and went to the underworld? Yeah. Okay, it's the same same concept. Except for you're not going to the hollow world, you're going to that our war our world is our world is a flip bowl. I didn't look into it, but it's but it bases down on. Then they did these big experiments in um, Naples, Florida, because they kind of got kicked out um, or started expanding more or less down into um, Florida and shit from Chicago. All right, and the guy in Chicago, this community still exists today, but it's not much of a. It was Zion community in 1901, and it lasted into the early 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were 6,000 then, right? A part of this town. Yep. They had their own police, the Presbyterian Guard. Yep, all the way up until 1942. Could you imagine living in that old super town? Yeah, it reminds me of the village a little bit. Yeah, right? That's probably where they got the idea. (laughs) Probably somebody who had to live there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's still carrying on. It's really popular. Well, There's a lot of lies coming out with a new movie that's... Yeah. To kind of prove these, people would uh, commission um, Congress throughout the whole exploration age of uh, the 1800s. And uh, Russia really dug the theory of the hollow earth, right? But that guy died before he could ever get to go in 1829. And that was... Um, Teague. Teague. Yeah, his first name. Yeah, so Teague, Haley, and Symes, S-Y-M-M-E-S, and Haley, who, the guy who actually named Haley's Comet was a flat earth and hollow earth guy. Uh-huh. They, yeah, yeah. And that's who, um, they all got together. They did these great experiments, man, on drainage canals. And it was like the Morrow experiment and, um, like I was mentioning, in Naples, where they were really trying to prove that the concave of the water, you know how it peaks up a little bit, um, was due because it was flat. They were just all like, yeah, interpreting things differently. And then the other set was like, no, 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 it proves that it's round. You know what I mean? Wow, so... But remember, it's like the 1800, 1820-something, 1870-something, and then again in like the late 1890s, 1901. <laughs> it was John Sims, that S-Y, Edwin uh, Haley, yeah, and Sir John Leslie. <laughs> so arguably, That's what people have been living in their own reality for... Many years. Many years. <laughs> That's just one way to look at it. I'm not saying, you know... Yes, I do say that. I do say that I don't... I think that religion is early man's way of, you know, explaining what we didn't have the knowledge to do so with. 
Yeah. Uh, another cool thing here recently they packed. I don't know if it's cool or if it's scary or if it's freaky. Right? Yeah. Um, so, Congress recently passed the Digit Act. Okay? Oh, boy. And the Digit Act um, is it's called the Internet of Things. And it's been around for a while, honestly. But the Internet of Things has allowed... That's what's allowed our technology, like algorithm, like we were stating, and all of these things to take off uh, with these little tiny sensors um, that are able the cars to drive themselves, where now the software can allow computer to communicate with computer on a higher scale, as well as us to communicate with a computer like consensual telepathy. Yeah. That's what they're coining it as. And it's basically another little trip, chip that you can get into the brain to, instead of, almost like the Fitbit. Yeah. You so these little uh, sensors can alert ambulance people if your heart fluctuates. Yeah. They're pitching it as literally can stay home. And um, you won't have to put them in nursing homes. If they fall, the sensors will be alerted by that, by the changes in chemistry. Not to mention your phone is always going to spy on you. Um, and we've seen this coming in slowly with more and more companies taking hold of this little patent. And now, uh, they were, like I was mentioning, when they were talking about the different experiments that uh, Elon Musk was doing with their uh, robot, their artificial intelligence, and how it was responding more aggressively, um, kind of modeling off a of human behavior, because um, design, so, but running away from them in scenarios like um, gathering apples. There was different, uh, there was about two of them. And they had to gather apples before they ran out. They were fine sharing until the apples started to uh, become scarce. Like one was getting more than the other. And then they started shooting lasers at each other automatically. And this is their highest thinking. It's called deep thought. Um, AI. Yeah. Crazy. And then when they put him in another simulator, they used three of their AIs, two as a wolf and one as a prey. And basically, it was the same thing with showing tendencies of aggression. So they they competed with the idea in wolf packs is that uh, they pack they hunt in packs so that the prey ones can guard the prey that they just murdered and slaughtered and are going to eat. I didn't mean that to sound so bad. But that's how they live. So their prey, their food, let's just change it to food. And while some eat and then they switch off, so nothing else comes in and takes it, right? So what they did that up until the moment, basically, of the sharing concept. And then the one tried to eliminate the other. Wow. Right? Survival of the fittest. Even in AI. But of course there's going to be aggression when you put them in such extreme categories as to the predator and prey. They're... They're both so vastly different and on the opposite ends of the spectrum. So, of course, there's going to be aggression and and In the simulator? Yeah, but normally, well, they said that when um, they've been doing this for a while. So, in the lesser intelligent AIs, Uh they work together even in both scenarios. But in the more intelligent and responding, the software of the AI the higher tendencies of aggression was amounted out of it. And you guys can look this up for yourself. Probably frustration with its state, 
period. It's environment. Yeah, yeah. the environment isn't stimulating enough. Yeah, exactly. That it has to create the excitement within it. Because yeah, because the same thing happens with caged uh, lions. With and us, like the same that. thing with happens anything. with us. It's a little yeah, more intelligent. Yeah, you don't accept it as... But so is that intelligence good or is that intelligence bad? Um, that intelligence, when not stimulated in the right ways, can be bad, can turn um, bitter and, and aggressive. Absolutely. So that's just something that in the technology area, and not to mention of the, the being able to almost break down um, particles to the smallest lever, level, which might in turn allow us to teleport, but we'll get to that another day. So I did want to mention that there are I think they're already in that channel I've already coming out with split two. Cool. Or so in the makings and that is gonna tie into unbreakable. Yay! Oh how neat. I thought that, that was awesome. That is neat. I liked unbreakable. And that he, that's like in that super human realm and of his uh, books or movies or whatever. I don't think he writes books, whatever his creative plays his movies. Oh, I know why I was looking at that um, island that kept disappearing. Because I was trying to pinpoint all of the major um, areas that are concentrated with the highest level of natural energy. Mm -hmm. Like the vile vortex, Bermuda Triangle, South Atlantic Anomaly, uh, Buck Minister, Fuller's Work, Great Pyramids. Like, there are different geology. Yeah, so there's something else to start with. Oh, so with the AI... It's split and unbreakable. That's neat. Mm -hmm. Unbreakable was really neat, too. I wonder where he would tie that in. Um, just that's, uh, I think, uh, just the superhuman aspect, the, the idea that he is another superhuman like uh, Mr. Glass and, and Not Bruce Bulletin. Not just uh, yeah, that he's a superhuman because he was able to ascend to that 24th personality and change the whole chemistry of his body and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So, he's a superhuman. He's another hero. Do you think he'd be a hero or a villain? I don't know. Or both. He is both, essentially, because he has yeah, so many personalities, everything. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. I thought Split was great. I would recommend anyone to watch it. Um, it. It was just, it was wonderful, and I enjoyed it so, so much. Hedwig, etc. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've been on here for about fifty-eight minutes, so we're going to. End our segment. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed. Thank you for tuning in to 304 BB Hits, Jim in the Mountain. Um, hashtag Rachel Moy. Hashtag Slim Red. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>